The picks are in. Welcome to the first episode of Slash Bets. It's similar to Draft Day Podcast. It's going to follow under the same kind of umbrella category, but it's more of like a side pod where I kind of strictly talk about just the betting aspect of it. Uh, as if many of you are listeners, you probably hear me dive into my power rankings during the main pod, and I, I, I just kind of want to use this to kind of get into those conversations a little bit more and I love talking about those power rankings, where those numbers come from, the DVOAs, the EPAs, all of the statistics part of it, and uh, you know, get into some of the, the bets of the, that as well. Now that sports betting is legal mobily in New York, um, I think it's worth kind of having a different opinion, maybe a different analysis, even if you know, you're not going to use my bets or, or use some of my advice. I think it's, it's definitely worth hearing just to kind of you know, either argue it or maybe help confirm what you were potentially thinking. Big Al and CJ may also be doing some similar branch off pods of their own. Um, So those are some things in the works for years to come as we kind of close the year on year two and look towards year three. So I'm kind of going towards the more, you know, betting and kind of statistical analytics point of view of these things. Um, so Big Al and CJ might have some other fun things in store for you as well. We're all going to follow still under the Draft Day podcast. It's going to be under the same umbrella podcast, so you don't have to subscribe to anything else or follow anything else. It's all just going to be published under the same place. It just maybe gives you some different viewing options, and maybe if you're more specifically looking for you know, certain topics or certain content, um, hopefully we can get that to you. So without further ado, this is going to be a betting 101 pod, so I'm not going to give you any picks today, um, but I'm really just going to kind of dive into just some of the betting 101 things now that New York State is legal with sports betting mobily. Of course, it's been legal um, in person for a little while now, and obviously other states are legal um, and some are not. So as it kind of continues to open up, um, just some of the simple things, and I'm just going to kind of, I know I mentioned it on the pod last time, Uh, last week's episode of the main pod, but I want to kind of dive in with maybe a little bit more detail in some of the facets of it and just kind of give my insight of it so hopefully you find this enjoyable. So I want to start with what the numbers mean, Um, and I know I mentioned this before, but basically what you're going to see on your everyday sports book are plus and minus numbers, Um, and what, what exactly do those mean? Well, any minus number essentially means that you know you need to bet that number to win a hundred dollars so everything that you see on a sports book is always based off of one hundred dollars so it the number that you see is how much money you need to bet in order to earn one hundred dollars for any negative number so negative you know 110 you'd have to 100 bet 110 to win $100. So you effectively get $210 in return, obviously subtract, or sorry, um, fuck. So you'd effectively get um, about 90% return on the negative 110 bet. So what I mean by that is if you put a $10 bet down, you'll probably get paid about $19. Sometimes it's like $19.09 or, or some change. But effectively what that means is you just got 90%, you got a 90% increase on your winnings, right? You went from $10 to $19. So you didn't double your money. You didn't quite double your money, um, but you did make about $9 or maybe $9.09. So you made about a 90% uh, 
ROI, which I'm going to throw that number out or that kind of acronym out. It means return on investment. Um, so about a 90% gain on your investment. So anything negative, that's what that means. Whereas a positive number, those are more of like your um, underdog type things, right? Um, something like a plus 110 would mean the opposite of that, meaning if I bet $100, I win $110. So again, I'm going to use a $10 bet as an example. If I bet $10 at plus 110, I'm going to earn $11, or essentially I'll get $21 back. Obviously, subtract my initial investment, so you've earned $11. So the higher the plus number, you know, the more money you make. The lower the negative number, the, le the more you have to bet to make the same amount. So, um, you know, just it's really important, I think, when you look at those odds um, to shop around as well. A lot, of, a lot of different sports books will have similar numbers, but maybe their odds are slightly different. And look, I mean, if you're you know, willing to spend, you know, X, Y, Z, however much money you're going to spend on a bet, it's absolutely worth looking at what place is going to have the best price. For example, you know, DraftKings might have, you know, a team total of 21 points at negative 110, where FanDuel has it at negative 120, and then Caesars has it at negative 105. Obviously, the best value there is the negative 105, because you, you have to bet just a little bit less right, to earn that $100. So it is definitely worth shopping around before you make those bets um, because some places will have the same numbers but different odds for them. So definitely take a look at some of, uh, some of those. So that was just kind of a brief overview of those numbers. I'm going to get into more of it when I talk about parlaying um, here in a little bit. But I do want to move on to the types of bets. Um, and, and the most common ones that I think most people are going to play are kind of broken down into I kind of see it as five categories the money line the spread totals player props and game props I'm going to start with money line that one's the most simple of them all it's essentially you're just picking the winner straight up um, the really I mean the only time that I play a money line is if there's an underdog that I like and I, and I want to take them um, just straight up underdog. So, for example, the Niners and Cowboys, I took the Niners money line. They were like plus 140, I believe they were when I, when I got them because I liked them to win the game outright. I didn't need them to cover the spread. I was, I was having them win it all. So when I kind of think of money line, I don't really like to play money lines for favorites unless their value is, you know, better than negative 120. Um, so... What that means is if I see a favorite at you know negative 300, you know, there's not a lot of value in that in betting the money line on the favorite there, because you know your upside sure you might win, you know five six seven bucks on a ten dollar bet maybe, um, but it, the, you know that you could lose that much more easily. I don't know. You just can't really. There's not. As, you have to bet a lot more um, to make some money off of it. So I just I tend not to do that. Um, so that's a money line. A spread bet, those are the most common bets among sharps, um, which, you know, sharps and squares are kind of like your pro bettors versus your, you know, average Joe, um, you know, run-of-the-mill grocery store guy. So sharps tend to play spreads a lot because it's really solid value on both sides. That's why they make the line, so that you can get about the same value for betting either team. So so spreads um, are, are pretty common to be played because, you're getting solid value, and then if you can get used to handicapping, and I'll have other pods in the future about that, um, then you can find edges on one side or another, 
and it makes you maybe kind of lean one way or another and then now you're playing the spread which maybe you like you know the Detroit Lions at plus 13 and a half and you know you don't like them to win the game but you think they'll keep it close enough where they can cover so that's where you can kind of find some value with some of those underdogs without you know wasting money on uh, money lines that that teams are just not going to win those games um, totals is the next one you know totals are, are similar to spreads um, you know they have an over underline they have usually their their mark their market value is at a line that's you know pretty comfortable to what's going to happen and and again they have value on both sides of that line um, don't be afraid to look at quarters and halves so um, I was kind of looking at the Chiefs game against the Steelers the other day and you know I I liked the over for the second half because Pittsburgh tends to not be a first half team. Um, actually, their differential from first to second half was about 10 points. So I liked that Pittsburgh was probably going to start to score some touchdowns in the second half, and you know Kansas City was going to get theirs. And I think the over-under for the second half was like 21 and a half. So I felt pretty good about that. So I played, I didn't play the game total, but I played the second half total. So you might want to, you know, if you're not confident on playing a game total, see if there's some value in those halves, in those quarters even, um, and, and, you know, there's plenty of trends out there that you can kind of look up and see, particularly like first quarters tend to go low. So, you know, there's, there's certainly some, some value, even if you don't like playing a full game total, there's some value in different places. Um, particularly, you know, if you get weather or scheme or, you know, you got a guy out or whatever, um, then maybe you want to look towards some of those kind of more specified totals. Player props, those are similar to money line, um, where I don't really like to play those if they have a, a price worse than negative 120, um, unless I'm really sure that that it's going to come in and maybe I throw it in a parlay. But uh, I, other than that, I, I really don't um, like playing anything that's negative. I like playing a lot of plus player props because, you know, you get some value out of it. But player props, you know, those are like your receiving yards, your running, rushing yards, over-unders on those. And then your game props, those are more, um, I guess, like touchdown-based oriented or, you know, first touchdown score, second touchdown score, like double result, meaning who wins the, the first half, who wins the second half, things like that. So um, I tend to stay away from game props just because, you know, I, I, I'm not confident in them. Um, but again, you know, be strategic on them. You know, you can play team trends. You can look at weather, um, you know, look at first half, first, second half trends and things like that. But um, game props... You know, can can definitely be another way that you can maybe look if you're you know not comfortable with a total or a spread or a money line value. All right, so I do want to kind of quick quickly talk about parlays. Now, a lot of you probably know what a parlay is. A parlay. A parlay is when you string together you know multiple bets, right? So you have you know a couple things that you like. Maybe you like an over. And you like, you know, Matt Stafford passing for, you know, 24 completions or whatever it is. You can put them together and it basically multiplies your odds. How does it multiply your odds? Well, essentially, right, if you had a bet that was, say, plus 150, it's effectively a 250 payout. So you, you look at it in terms of, you know, 250 and then you minus your investment of 100. So there's there's your 150 or plus 150. So, you know, maybe to keep this simpler, I'll do it in $10 bets. So a plus 150 on a $10 bet 
you'd get $25, right? So essentially $15 you would make. So plus 150, um, what, we, what you do with a parlay is you don't look at what you make profit-wise, but you look at what you get what you would fully return so you would return the full $25 so if I took that $25 I would turn that into a decimal essentially this is boring so the next thing I want to kind of get into is parlaying um, now there's a whole mathematical way that they figure out parlaying payouts essentially they just take you know the odds of your return um, not your profit but your return your entire return including your investment um, and they multiply it with you know the multiple bets so you're not taking you know what you profit and multiply but you're taking your in like investment included what and multiply those odds together so it's a little bit of a mathematical formula stuff um, so but it does make sense um, about how you get it um, so it does tend to you know even if you're getting a few negative bets you know negative 110 negative 120 you put it a couple together all of a sudden you're at maybe you know plus 180 or plus 210 and you're gonna be you know make some good profit out of that but the you know the trick with parlays is of course both of those bets or all three or four of those bets have to hit um, and that's key right because you might have a few things that you really like you get anxious you get ambitious and you put a whole bunch of bets together and they all hit and then one of them misses and you lose everything, right? So um, parlays can be really tricky for that. Um, and for that reason alone, I tend to stay away from a lot of parlays. I, I certainly do parlay from time to time, um, you know, some smaller ones, but I don't really invest a whole lot in that because if one thing's wrong, you know, you, you lose your bet. So long-term wise you know long-term profitability wise parlays are not necessarily the most effective way to make money sports betting long term now you may have noticed that if you've tried to parlay things together sometimes the sports bo sports book won't let you so why is that well if you have two things on a betting slip that could essentially impact each other for example um, Matthew Stafford over one and a half and I'm only saying this because the Rams game is about to be on. But Matthew Stafford over one and a half touchdowns paired with, you know, a Cooper Cup receiving touchdown, you know, over one receiving touchdown or whatever it is. Well, you know, if essentially Matthew Stafford could throw a touchdown to Cooper Cup, so they could both win that bet at the same time. So sportsbooks tend to not allow that to happen when there's an overlap and when they could both kind of impact each other. Um, you'll see that a lot with like team totals and totals as well. So you, you tend you you won't usually be able to play like the under with the away or the the underdog team money line or spread. Sorry. So you won't be able to play the under with the away money line because what that's saying is that okay you're planning on the game not scoring as much, so that means the game's going to naturally be closer. So the away team's most likely going to cover its spread. So it's complex. It's complicated. But that's kind of how the sports books look at that is like if it can impact or if it has any chance of like being connected to one bet or another, they won't let you parlay it. So that's why parlaying can be even trickier is because you have to kind of isolate these bets and find bets that are completely independent of each other. Every once in a while you get an odds boost or a promotion where you're allowed to do that. Um, but for the most part, right, things that you, know, you can't really put together or that, that might, you know, impact each other 
we can't put together. So you just have to be careful with that. So I tend to stay away from parlays, but they they do have some juicy numbers that you can look at that uh, that certainly make it appetizing to throw some money on some. So from time to time, I throw a little bit on there. It's it's definitely worth it here and there. All right, so the last thing that I really want to kind of look at today is tracking your bets. So I mentioned this on the main pod. I think it's really important to track your bets um, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, it's good to know you know how much you're making or or losing, and it's important to be honest with yourself about that. If you're you know down a hundred, two hundred, three hundred bucks, but you're kind of in denial about it, well, I mean that's obviously an issue, right? So you want to be able to make money, you want to sustain money over a long period of time. So tracking your bets is a great way to do that. And there's a few things that you can track that I think are important to look at. And you can kind of figure out, you know, what are you good at and what are you not good at? So then you can kind of look at that in the long term and say, okay, I'm going to stay away from these bets or I'm going to bet these a lot more. So some things that I think are really, you know, important to kind of track um, are obviously how much you bet, who you bet, um, which sports book you used it from, what the odds are when you got them, what the outcome was, track your net profit, and then track your ROI, which is your, again, return on investment. So those are just some main kind of key things to track. And what I like to do is kind of, you know, I use an Excel spreadsheet. I'm pretty comfortable with that. So I tend to, you know, I, I have a whole, you know, find the sum of this column, find the sum of this column, what's the average, what's my net profit, what's this, what's that. So I'm constantly monitoring, you know, how much I've bet, what's my profit for each sports book, you know, what's my odds for each, what's my ROI, what's my return on investment, because that, at the end of the day, that's the most important number, right? It's not how much you've bet, it's not how much you know your net profit or is right because you might be down a hundred bucks you might be up a hundred bucks but what's your roi right you could be up a hundred bucks but your return on investments one percent so you're not really making that much money compared to what you bet or if you are up a hundred bucks but your roi is say 40 50 percent well then you just haven't bet a lot and you're you're already a hundred bucks up right so it's it's good for you there so a couple those are some good things just to keep track of in an excel sheet and then over time you can sort your sheet and you can kind of see, okay, what do I win on? What do I lose on? You know, how much do I win? What are some of the odds that, you know, I, w- I was good at? Maybe there are certain numbers that I liked versus others. Um, if you're looking at totals and spreads a lot, I think it's worth keeping track of um, how much margin of win or loss you had. So what I mean by that is if you had, you know, Minnesota minus four against Chicago and Minnesota, you know, wins by 17, well, then your margin is 13 points, right? Because it was they were four-point favorites. They won by 17, so they effectively beat the spread by 13 points. So that's your margin. So keeping track of that, I think, is useful because then you can kind of see, again, cumulatively, how are you doing in those spread and total games. And I like to also keep track of a kind of like a confidence rating. Every time I make a bet, I like to say, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident am I in this bet? And then I just kind of, I kind of roll with that. And then again, I can, I can sort that down the road and say, okay, any bet that I was like confident at seven or eight or higher, you know, I did really well at, but anything that I was, you know, five or six or lower, I did poorly at, or maybe I find things that I was really confident in 
that didn't hit and vice versa, things I wasn't confident in that did hit and maybe it kind of increases my confidence moving forward. So just some things that I think are, are absolutely worth tracking as you kind of dive into this because, you know, again, if you're going to do this, if you're going to sports bet on a regular consistent basis, it doesn't have to be every day, but maybe weekly you are, you know, it's absolutely worth keeping track of because, you know, in the long run, you know, 10, 5, whatever years down the road, you know, it's important to kind of have a little bit of a, a reflection piece for yourself. So that was just kind of a quick little um, betting 101, I guess. Um, there's certainly so many do's and don'ts of of what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Um, you know, try not to make too many impulsive bets. You know, do, do research for every bet that you make. Um, don't just kind of go on Caesars two minutes before the game and say, oh, I didn't bet on this. I better put some money down because um, ten, those tend to not work out in your favor um you know a a rule that you i kind of like to make for myself is you know don't make a bet that you wouldn't drive over 20 minutes for so it's kind of a nice little rule that you can have it's like okay if i wouldn't go drive and do this then i'm not going to do it right so you just kind of have to have a little bit of self-discipline um and just kind of keep track of things and again i like to also kind of do this i like to spread out my funds over a couple different sports books for a couple reasons a it keeps my money um, kind of balanced across a couple different books and b it doesn't get me i guess with the wrong frame of mind if i see a you know a balance that's really high or really low then it maybe i'll panic one way or another and maybe i overbet or maybe i start underbetting or try to make up ground or it's like oh i've got all this money in my account i can you know um, do all this, you know, do all this extra betting or whatever. So I like to kind of spread it out. Plus, it gives you that option of if you have, you know, better odds in better places, you know, th- then you can kind of have a few different locations that you're at to uh, to do that. So hopefully this didn't bore you too much and you got some useful information out of this. This was just kind of a betting 101 pod. Um, I think down the road I'd like to kind of take a look at more of uh, handicapping and looking at specific games and then kind of giving my bets and things in sight for certain games so maybe i'll have some of that later in the playoffs here but for now i just wanted to start with a a betting 101 just to kind of get some of the ropes and please if you have any questions or uh, maybe comments or concerns anything you know feel free to shoot them on our instagram at the draft day i think it's at the draft day boy i don't even know at the draft day podcast on instagram i think that's right usually big al's here to Check me on that. And then uh, you can always email us at draftday at gmail.com. And I think we are still on Twitter. So you can check us out on Twitter at the draft day on Twitter. So hopefully you enjoyed this. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. We out.